YFM is a podcast started by myself, Jimmy B. Phyllis, and my big homie Wayne to go ahead and talk about hip-hop, music, and the culture. But we need y'all help. We need y'all help to grow and to be able to build more. So how about you come and support us and support our Patreon? Our Patreon has $2 levels, $10 level, and a cool $20 level. You get early access to episodes. You get the full video version of our episodes, full audio. And we're adding new and new things every time. So come support our podcast. Be a part of our community. And we just want to say thank y'all. Appreciate y'all and love. Peace. You feel me? The ability to pick beats. Being able to pick beats, even if you're not the best rhymer in the world, will make your projects be classics. Because if you can pick or have the ability to get the best beats and you can rhyme and come up with dope concepts, you're going to make hit songs. You're going to make a classic album. But Nas is notorious for picking the worst beats. And I I don't know if he's not playing producers, right? Because didn't uh, DJ Premier said that nigga ain't never get paid for Illmatic or some shit? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. but the, 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 And I'm not trying to down the producers. I'm trying to down him. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Nas for not knowing how to pick beats. And I think that this is something every time I've said it, people be like, yeah. Yeah. So if you yeah, listen to uh, Illmatic, it has some of the best beats ever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he picked them beats. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Really? I think niggas came up to him like, because like if you watch the documentary about Illmatic, you hear like Premier and like Pete Rock and all of them like, yo, I came to him with these beats and he was just like, yeah, I'm going to spit over that. That's real different from you trying to make a project and niggas coming up to you and be like, well, because he has made projects particularly with people. Example. Mm-hmm. I can pull up his fucking discography. God's son, he made that whole album and the Street Disciple with like the same producer. Yeah, was it like Remy? Salam Remy? Yeah, and the beats are fucking garbage. Like, I'm not trying to be ignorant. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, that was all right. Zone out. I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm I, I remember that shit, yo. Um, okay. Maybe Godson is actually not a good example because this shit does have like Last Real Nigga Alive. Mm-hmm. Get down. This ain't a good Thug's Mansion. Yeah, yeah, so this yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I gotta I gotta go back to listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> shit has some shit on it. Yeah. Now now I, I do agree with with um Street like trash. Like Streets Disciples, Disciples kind of eh. So here's my thing, what I think about Nas, though. I think that, for one, Nas tries to give the up-and-coming producers a chance. I hate it. he always, yeah. You say you hate it or you hear it? I hate it. Yeah? Damn. Okay. I, try, <laughs> now, I know this sounds so ignorant, but it's the truth. <laughs> right, but can you, could you imagine being like an up-and-coming producer and Nas coming like, yo, let me hear your shit. Like, it'll, 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 it'll branch out so many other careers. And Hove does the same thing. Yeah, but Hove got a better ear than Nas. Yeah, yeah, definitely does. So, <laughs> Hove not a so, big Hove will take a beat. He'll hear a beat just walking past the studio mm-hmm. and be like, hey, yo, Kanye, I want that. Remember, uh, what's that song called? Is, is it called Lucifer? Yeah. And you remember Nas? Yeah, Nas was spitting that whole verse. Or not Nas. Kanye no. was spitting the whole verse. Kanye had the whole hook and like a verse for that song. That was Kanye West's song. Right. It was supposed to be on College Dropout. Okay, I didn't know that. So no, but on the wait, on the Lucifer that's on the black album, Jay-Z's album, Kanye isn't on that. So he cut him off. Kanye wrote the hook. (laughs) Right. Because no, because I remember watching that that documentary, the black album documentary. You're right. And and Kanye had like a whole verse for that joint. And then Ove was just like, no, that's my shit. He yes, yeah, because the whole has an ear. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm just being honest. Look, I'm a nigga that's independent, yeah. very, very underground artist. I listen to probably a hundred beats a week, from people from here to literally ten buck two, nigga. Yeah. No lie, the internet is a powerful tool. I can mm-hmm. imagine being in an industry that's without the internet, and you have an ability to have. 5,000 producers that you could listen to at the drop of a hat just because of an app, just because of a website. 
like I use, like beatstar.com, airbit.com, soundclick. Like you could just buy, you could find beats and buy them and you'll never even have to talk to these niggas. It wasn't like that back in the day. Right, right, right. It wasn't like that. But Rick Ross dealt with the same thing. Jay-Z dealt with the same thing. Uh, Fucking everybody, every producer dealt or every artist dealt with the same thing, right? Right. So you would get hired as a producer and you'll have like a contract with a record label, right? Mm-hmm. Or you would sign like an independent deal like Jazzy Faye and Jazzy Faye will come in and do some songs for your album, right? Or, I, I, you know, this is an example. Mm-hmm. Let's say um, The Alchemist. So like The Alchemist never really was signed to a label, but you'll be like, yo, Alk, I want you to produce my whole album. My Beat did it. They had an old album produced, which I thought was dope because I think yeah. that was the album they right. released with uh, G-Unit. Yeah. Unless I'm tripping. No, it wasn't. Was it, it was the album before, after, right, yeah. after. Because that so, you know, the album was not good. That was like. Uh, but they was trying to make some money and they did. Right, they right. made some money and they, they kept it moving. And I thought that was a smart. Fi- I thought that was a good thing by 50. Yeah, like 50 gets a bad rep, but 50 helped them when it was in a bad time to get them like two, three, four, five million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they go about his way. Well, he did that with a couple motherfuckers. But my point is, is that back in the day or. You know, before, and they still do it. Metro booming, all of them niggas, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They'll get those producers that are like, you know, power producers and they'll hire them to do like certain tracks. And that's just expensive. You know, you're talking 20, 30, 40, $50,000 for a beat. Maybe they do a favor for a favor. All types of weird shit happens in the industry, right? Right, right. But if you're an artist like Nas, you should have the ability to just go up to a producer that is like Pete Rock or DJ Premier, or The Alchemist, or Harry Fraud, or shit, like he did with Kanye. Like you should be able to just be like, yo, I need you to make me like eight tracks, 10 tracks, 12 tracks, and I'm trying to make an album, trying to get an album together. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a money situation and shit like that, but I'm pretty sure they would be like, yes. And I'm talking about in the early 2000s after Illmatic. Yeah. Or Stillmatic, excuse me. So how the fuck can't you pick beats? Rick Ross, on the other hand, I don't think no one denies his ear. That nigga picks some of the best beats I've ever heard for his voice, for his mm-hmm. tempo. He knows the BPM of the beats that he need to use. You'll never hear him spitting on like some fast reggae tone type shit. That's just not him. He's not trying any of that. He's in his pocket. He's going to stay there. Does that not allow him to branch out? Sure. Why not? But he's limited as an artist in terms of what he can do in terms of vocal range and shit like that. He ain't going to be singing in, in this bitch like that, you know? But in terms of what he does, he can stay in that pocket. He built his own lane for himself. And I just think that the way he picked beats is immaculate. So one of the rules to make a classic, Wayne, if you agree, Mm -hmm. is beat selection. No doubt. No doubt. Now, if I can jump in, that also really doesn't and shouldn't matter. So it's like one of those things where it's like, yes, it matters, but also no, it doesn't. If you're depending on the, you know, the the particular artist. And I think Nas is one of those particular artists. So like, I'm looking through his, through his discography. And I think, like I said before, Nas helps out a lot of up and coming artists, uh, um, producers, but he also has like his, his home producers that he messes with and others. Like he's, he uh like the Kanye album. He had Kanye do his own album. Like Hit Boy, Hit Boy did like his last three albums. So I kind of feel like Nas is making up for that in the past, and like only sticking to like one or two producers for an album and seeing what he's he's getting get better. He's getting. I don't know if someone told him that. I don't know if he just maturity builds different things. I just wish that the albums he was releasing now he released after Illmatic. I got. You, God damn it, Stillmatic. But or shit. Yes, after Illmatic, I am right. You're right, right. Because, you know, it was Illmatic. Then it was like, it was written as now being considered ish, classic ish. And then you had like Nostradamus. And then then it fucked up and it was getting worse and worse. And then Stillmatic hit. And then it's going down. Let me jump in. I am, I am is one of my favorite Nas albums. That was a dope album. Beautiful he album. had some dope. Yeah, yeah it was. So, so yeah, Nostradamus, yeah, yeah, he probably could have kept that, you know, <laughs> he probably could have kept that. But the thing about that is I'm, I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what you were saying about Ross is like, mm-hmm. he knows his lane. He knows his area. He knows his, his audience, you know, what's yep. his voice. Excuse me. Nas is versatile. Very versatile. He could spit on anything. He could change his flow up. Mm-hmm. He's done it a million and one times. 
Nas is that person. I take that back. He doesn't even have to switch up his flow. Nas can just continue to flow the way he usually does and just choose a beat and it'll sound good on it. So I think that Nas doesn't really care about beats too, too much. He, he cares about his, vocals and lyrics. Right. He cares exactly. Lyrics. He's a lyricist. His message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wants to get his message across. But so that's it what, comes across so much better, though, with a good beat. And because right. and I, but if you care more about the beats, then mm-hmm. you're going to miss out on the message, you know. And I but, think nowadays, like when he's messing with Hit Boy and Kanye on just like this one singular producer, then, mm-hmm. yeah, he has more time to think about the message and to get like the right beat or whatever beat that he likes, you know. So I think like with Nas, if you're going to c- compare Nas like Jay-Z, who's a great beat selector, <laughs> then I think, yeah, Jay-Z has the better ear, but I think Nas may get kind of clouded and muddied in his head. Like, I don't think he can choose beats and, you know, create the message that he wants. So he just, I don't know, maybe he just gets like a CD full of beats or some shit. I don't know. He just chooses or pick and chooses. And maybe this beat is a hit or this is going to be my single or, you know, and I think more so his message is is what's important. And there's a lot of rappers who are uh, who are popular, who are who are classic who don't care as much about their lyrics as much as Nas does. But Nas don't care that much about beats either. You know, so Nas is going to get his message and his point across and not spend as min- as much time trying to uh, pick a beat or he's not going to pick the beats that's popular for the times. He's not going to pick the beats that's, you know, people want to hear because there's always that misconception that, oh, I'm making music that the people want to hear. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we fucking want to hear. No, it changes. It changes. It It absolutely changes. Let me me respond back to what you just said. Mm -hmm. You have a good point that I believe that's probably what's going through his head. But I also have multiple examples of artists that I think that they pick great beats and they care about their lyricism. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kendrick. Uh, J. J. Cole. I mean, Kendrick. And Kendrick, you don't think J. Cole uses good beats? Uh, not until recently. J. Cole and Eminem. I, I got, I got a thing with them. But go ahead. So we get, so we can add them to the category. And you know what? I will say this real fast. Eminem. I listened to um, cause Eminem's YouTube channel is funny. Mm-hmm. You know, he got like I think he got like a hundred million followers or something. It's dumb. And he released. Uh, he's releasing Curtain Call too. Yeah. So they bring it back like old songs and shit like that, right? Right. And uh, it was one of his songs from like the Marshall Mathers LP. I can't remember what song it was, but I just like literally was like, yo, I think like Eminem might be like one of the best rappers ever. Mm-hmm. And like he still doesn't get his credit. And I have no idea why. But yeah. the way that he tells stories, it was um, I'm Slim Shady. That's what the song. I think that's going to be on Curtain Call Tour, I think. And it was like when you listen to that, those verses, three verses and the shit that he is talking about, like one verse is about, you know, being like in the public eye and everyone wants to be like you. And then the other verse is like what it is like being Eminem or Slim Shady and like battling with Marshall Mathers. And then but the the they all come together like a long story, like a long documentary, but just within a verse. But the beat is horrible. <laughs> you, now you're talking about now. Hold on, you talking about I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm Slim Shady. Yes, Shady, Slim Shady. Okay, now you that, know that's a Dre beat. That's a Dre beat. I know, and that's and I was thinking, bro, just in the back of my mind, sitting back like this, my nigga, real rap, you know, hand on the couch. I listened to it right here, and I was like, why did Dre decide to give him beats that sounded like he was in the circus? Because that's because listen, okay, so it's for Eminem, right? So you can kind of it kind of matches Eminem's, you know. You know, I remember um uh Suge Knight said one time, like, I thought Eminem could be the next Weird Al Yankovic. I'm like, no, man, he ain't no jokey rapper, bro. But he does make kind of jokey songs because that's kind of how he started. But the high, my name is so he's yep. always gone for it between his first album. Up until like maybe relapse or something like that, he's always made like some type of jokey, goofy song single, right? To mm-hmm. come out with. It's like Ed Gein rapping. I swear to God, right. it's like Ed Gein right. rapping. It's like so, a clown, but a serious killer clown. Right. 
Right. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good one. And that's how them beats be sounding too. Boom. Ding. 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 <laughs> like, but it wasn't until not afraid until he made yeah. like, like like a song where he was like, "Yo, I'm I'm spitting. I'm rapping. This is a dope beat. This is something that you can listen to and, and you, not." And I'm spitting. Right. That's so a good was, point. Mm-hmm. But it took that long. Just the same thing as uh, J Cole for me. It took them that long to figure that out. And here's the thing. <clears throat> here's the mm-hmm. thing. Cole and Eminem, they had bad beat selections for a while because they produced their own music. And I think it's something with producers that think they think like, yo, my music, when I you producing your own music, so it has to be good, right? It's good to you. Yeah, you yeah. spent your time and effort on this, so I'm gonna spit on this. And it's not the way it works. You're doing too much. Once you allow other producers, you choose their their beats, then you can just focus on your lyrics. Um so, so let, let me say, let me say about Ross. Let me say this about oh, Ross. Okay. Ross picks those beats because that's the only beats that he sounds dope on. Which is smart. He can't, yeah, okay, fine. But he doesn't <laughs> ever branch out outside of his range. You know, like Eminem with the revival. He jumped down and tried to do something different. It fell short, it fell flat, but still, you still gotta try. But that wasn't about the beats, that. though, bro. That's about lyrical content and song concepts. We're talking See, about but also, the beats but I, but and the, the beats lyrics. On revival as well. weren't that great either. You know, and Rick Ross only sticks to one type of beat, like the trap beat or like the um God, what's those two dudes that always makes the um Maybach music songs? Heat makers cool and Dre, cool and Dre, maybe cool and Dre. Yeah, they yeah. they won't they don't make all of them, but they've they started that trend. And I think that started off in like deeper than rap. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. if you really yes. look at a lot of classical albums, like from from like hip hop, like classic classical, <laughs> classic albums in terms of hip hop, a lot of those albums do have elements like that. That's a little bit more flashy, a little bit more uh, like sophisticated type of beats where we'll take like uh, different types of cool instrumentation and things like that and put them over more like 808s or more have more like live instrumentation on a beat. If you listen to like Reasonable Doubt, if you even listen to a little bit of like um, Illmatic, if you listen to just like all of those type of albums, they'll have certain elements of that. And I feel like he captures that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing your lane. But the problem is, is that it can become played out. And I'm not saying that Rick is played. I'm just saying Rick doesn't have that type of... He doesn't like have that type of exposure anymore in music. And it's because, yeah. like you said, like his era is just over. I mean, he's been out since 2004. It's 2022. That shit that he was making is washed out now because he's done it to death. But in terms of his lane in like trap music, I feel like he had the ter- the perfect type of beats. Like you got to think about Big Meech. Remember that song, BM- yes. BMM? So like those type of songs there, like that, that type of like horns and like 808s and like heavy 808 cadence. He did that. Like he was the first mm-hmm. nigga to really do that his way. Mm-hmm. But then he'll also have a song like Maybach music where Maybach music, the multiple versions of that, that are all kind of been dope where yeah. it's like just different types of beats where it's a little bit more, you know, just different type of instruments that put you in that vibe. And the BPMs are very important for him because he's not going to spit like a hundred bars at you at once. And like you said, he doesn't have multiple different flows. He has one consistent flow. Consistency is good if you know how to master it. And he has mastered his flow. That big, heavy set nigga flow, he got it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, and it's not really boring either. Like if, if no. he came with an album, you know what? He made an album recently and it yeah, was like, it just, just full out. of trap. Wait, really? It's called Richard than like, Richer Than I Ever Been. See, I didn't listen to that. I never listened to that. But either way, I I, I you know. I think one of those albums was like full of trap beats. And I'm like, yo, I don't want to listen to this, man. See? I don't want to hear this from Ross, but I know some people do. And I understand like maybe he's trying to get back in some kind of lane. I'm, we're not saying like he doesn't have classics. We're not saying his career is over, but it's almost like on maybe like some Nelly shit. Like <laughs> Nelly was, the, you know what I mean? Like, think about I use him as an example. Nelly, Nelly ain't, I, I, okay. I do have a story for that. Nelly ain't, um, <laughs> popping in hip-hop like he used to so he switched his lane and went to country everybody knows nelly you know so you know why not and he's successful in it i'm not saying rick ross should do country he is doing like a bunch of country shit now buying cows and whatever but i feel like he's kind of in that nelly lane where his his hip-hop career (laughs) 
mm-hmm. may be over or maybe he's one hit away from coming back. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, I don't think that I think when you get to his level of like like when you get to his level of success, it's going to be certain events that pushes the culture to want to listen to you more. Yeah. So let's yeah. say, for example, for some crazy reason, let's say Nas or Jay-Z or uh, Lil Baby or Gucci Man, even though I think they kind of already did had like a beef and made a whole song about Rick Ross or Rick Ross had a crazy life event. Like he almost died mm-hmm. and some shit again, or some shit that was like made news. And then he just so happened to bring out an album about the whole situation, Jay-Z and four, 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 that type of shit. People might, that, that social media attraction would make people gravitate to the album, listen to it. But right now, Rick Ross is just known for like doing weirdo shit on the internet mm-hmm. and, you know, got a couple, you know, good albums in his pocket, but he's just extremely rich. But, and and I think that's the problem with Nas too, is like, not a problem, but it's just like you're veterans in the game. Mm-hmm. So it really don't even matter like what you bring out. You got your core fan base and that's who's going to listen to you. And, and that's, that's fine. Nas has figured out. Yeah. That's fine. So you can now cater to them. You don't have to ch- ch- uh, chase making a hit song. You don't have to chase trying to appease any record label. You could just be live on your morals and continue to write good bars and continue on. And I think that happens with every genre. Like most singers, they'll just tour, right? Like the older singers and shit, Babyface and all them niggas, they still tour. Mm-hmm. You right. see a Marion and them starting to do that now. They'll do like tours, but it's like tours. And you know, most of their fans are in their 30s now, 40s, early, you know, 40s and shit, right? Right. <laughs> and they just do their hits and they keep it moving. They'll drop a song or two, but that's it. They might drop an album a year or something, but that's it. It's going to be to their core fan base. But Nas figured out late about the beats. Uh, yeah, a little later. A little later. Rick yeah. Ross knew about that from Jump Street, from his first song. So it's just having that ear to pick beats i feel like one of the people that are underrated and picking beats is mac miller mac miller produced too but mac miller had always had just like even when he did like a little trappy type of stuff and just was having fun with it he -hmm. still knew how to pick beats and he knew how to pick who to have on the song which is another hidden gem (laughs) to just have so mac miller knew how to pick beats um it's a lot of artists out there that do, but they might not be lyrically inclined. So when you do get a Kendrick Lamar that has the best beats ever, right? He can just pick, mm-hmm. get just amazing beats, but he also has the lyrics to counter it. He can yep. just make classic after classic after classic. Cause he's just like, yo, I just got the beats and I could just make my concept. Super simple. When you have that, when you don't, it shows. So two things, one about Mac Miller, you're right. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Swimming and yeah. The Divine Feminine are absolute classics. Great yep. albums. Incredible albums. I just wanted to yep. say that when you brought up Mac Miller. Um, and also, a concept album from Ross. Do you really want to hear a concept album from Rick Ross? No. I don't think he can do it, and I, I wouldn't want to hear it either. So the closest like, thing he will get to is deeper than rap. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I think yeah. so, too. So, like, him making a 444, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. would want to hear that. Nah, no. Not because we know him. Right. Yeah. But like we know, Hove, we don't know Hove. Like we know Hove, but we don't know Hove. He's like that. Fi- he's like that billionaire figure statesman that we all look up to in the world as African-American people and right. being like, yo, we want to be like him. You know what I'm saying? We That's what we know him. But we don't know his personal life. And to see a glimpse and a crack in the armor of the king. Yeah. Everyone's right. interested in seeing that. That's great. That's the reason why. Kendrick Lamar's last album was beautiful because it was he's being seen as basically our personal Malcolm X Tupac. Mm-hmm. But him showing like, yo, this whole time I've been fucking dealing with all types of shit. Now I'm in therapy. Yeah. So it's everybody, like, I, nigga. I just got more money and access to y'all. And I have, I'm really good at my field, but that don't mean I'm fucking, I'm fucking up. Jeff Bezos is fucking up. Man, isn't he? He is oh, fucking Elon Musk is man. fucking up. I saw a picture of what Elon Musk looked like in 2000. That nigga looked like he was 70 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Money made that nigga, yo. Money made that nigga. Straight up. Because he was nerd alert. (laughs) He couldn't get a bitch to save his life. That's (laughs) right. Now he dating fucking emo 
e-girls <laughs> and sleeping with niggas, Mark Microsoft CEOs, wives and shit on the low and just bugging. <laughs> See, now you want me to go back and listen to uh Rick Ross's discography, man. I'm but like, yeah, I still think yeah. I still think Nas is a better rapper. And I still yes selection yeah I still think beat selection does but does not matter I don't want to say does and I want to say does but does not matter you know what well, well, do you want to make it a key if you're saying it doesn't matter because I'm not going to listen to I don't think you can have any classic album we would never rate any album a classic if the beats are trash and if you really think about it bro all the albums that you think are classics on the list that you sent me yeah every yeah. one of them got banging beats. <laughs> Yeah, but that's so, not everything, man. But I'm not, I said it's a rule. It's look, like, yeah, nigga, yeah. we coming up with rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. So the first rule, right, is that storytelling. The second rule is you have to have, you know, you got to know how to, you got to have good beats. I don't know how I'm going to frame it, but you have to have good beats. You don't got to have like yeah. fucking everything don't have to be made by the alchemist, but you got to have good beats. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you just can't handle garbage beats. Ain't nobody trying to listen to that shit, man. I'm trying to tell you. Look at the shit you got on here. Get rich or die trying. Not lyrically, get rich or die trying. Listen, like okay, okay, okay. <laughs> listen to I those compare? beats. What can I compare get rich to? So I can compare get rich to Illmatic, whereas that was just oh, fuck. I don't want to say that was just um uh fifties. One good album, yeah, that's right. But that's it. But I, I don't want to say like Illmatic is Nas's one good album, but it 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 took him a while to get to some better albums. You know, like yeah. I am. I think I am was after that. I loved I am. It was written is after that. It was written. You're right. I'm sorry. It was written. Yeah, I, I am came a little. Yeah. So, yep. No, I take that back. What can I compare Get Rich to? I think you like compare this- Get Rich to, and I know this might sound a little funny, but like. <sighs> You could compare like Get Rich Die Trying to um, what was Rakim's first album called? Uh, not paid in full, huh? You mean while he was by yeah. himself? No, no, paid in full. Paid in full and Get Rich so Die Trying are like the same thing to me. Hold on, so you are you saying Story-wise. that not lyrically? Saying that um, <laughs> like Rakim hasn't put out a, a, a another good album since that first. No, one? no, no. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about tonally and stuff, like the, tonally, the okay. and, and what it meant into like the culture and shit. But like, if you want right. to talk about a nigga that had one good album and then like never made any more good albums, there's a plethora of people you can compare that to, nigga. Like, I can give you a whole bunch, like um, off the top of the disome. Like, there's tons of artists that well, done, most one, artists one like that put out like a classic album that moved hip hop and nothing else after. Uh, you know, name an artist <laughs> like that, Bryson Tiller. No, I, I was no nigga. Count? Yes, because Bryson Tiller helped change hip hop with that singy song "Trap Soul." Shit, he created Trap Soul. The album's called Trap Soul. He created, right, yeah, right, right. All right. of this shit we got now, all this. Uh, he did that. He did Drake did not that. do that? No, Drake, Drake didn't that? because Drake wasn't talking about the trap and all that bullshit and being out there hustling. None of that. Not saying Bryson was too, but the whole 808s. Cause you gotta remember when Drake was singing, right? He was singing on Jodeci type beats. Mm-hmm. When Bryson Tiller right. was singing, he was singing on track. Am I lying? Like he'll sample Jodeci yeah, yeah. and slow the shit down and add some bullshit from Forty, and there you go, that's it. You know, that's word. That's, word. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> I'm and everybody, mom was trying to sound like that, and I was just like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Too early, baby. Won't you but, give me my but I, I, I wanted, I wanted to hear something more in the in the hip hop. Maybe I, I, I like Trap Soul. Don't get me wrong. You're right. Trap Soul. I know. Trap Soul's a, yeah, but it. I don't want to put it in like I don't want to compare it to like Get Rich. I don't think it's that classic. So I, I think you, we may have to think about something because I do want to do, you know, the the verses with Get Rich, but I'm still trying to figure out what to put it up against. But um, yeah, but yeah, Get Rich was 50s only good album. To me, I mean, you could say, uh, guess who's back, but that was before y'all even knew who he was. Right. That was some right. New York up north shit. And mm-hmm. guess it was the album because it was through a record label and all that shit, but it was more considered y- niggas don't even talk about that album. Well, look, 50 had bad B selection as well, then fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Cause it's yeah. not his vocals ain't that bad. His verses right. are funny, 
But like when he did Piggy Bank, yeah, it was whack. That was the wackest shit ever. And no, they played that no. shit on. Oh, that the wasn't the wackest shit, shit? No, the wackest shit ever was Gatman and Robin. Where Eminem produced that yeah, shit. It yeah, was like yeah, the yeah. Batman. The uh, They sampled yeah, I don't know like why the fuck did that make that album. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And you me see neither. what I'm saying? Like, why is Eminem picking these, making these circus beats? <laughs> this ain't the fucking, this ain't Ringling Brothers, nigga. <laughs> Who in the fuck is working on the Fruity Loops? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, who the fuck is touching this shit? What the fuck is happening? That's true, man. That's, that's true. going. That's what I'm gonna start the uh, this episode with is playing that song in this clip. God, I hate that song, man. That fucking so disappointed. What in that. the fuck are y'all doing? But Dre's beats. Around that time, whoever, I, and I'm not trying to be rude. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. I think Eminem is a terrible producer. He has some. He has some. He has a couple of. <laughs> hits. He He's couple. made albums. You heard? But no, me? look, 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 look. Hold on, hold on, though. I take that okay. back. Well, I take that back. You said it. <laughs> Let me give you. Like, <laughs> All right, nigga. The Eminem show. The Eminem show was majority produced by him. Like Dre only produced three songs on Eminem, on the Eminem show. Right. Most of those were Eminem beats. Mm-hmm. He made that the Eight Mile soundtrack. Ooh, and so that has some shit on there. Yeah, while making the Eight Mile movie, you know. But Eminem show was majority of his beats. But the same happened with Encore. And Encore was not good, not to me. Maybe so, it's the times that moved on. Cause like, yeah, I think so. You know, time so. is. And he was, time he was is on drugs too. You know? Yeah, so you don't know. But, you know, but Mac was on drugs the whole time too. <laughs> he was making some hits. Right. Okay. But that's, that's different. That's <laughs> okay. Sorry, man. I'm just bringing you. The more you say shit, the more I'm thinking, like, well, this is also going on. And most mm-hmm. niggas is high as hell anyway. So. Right. In general, you know what I mean? Fuck music. Most people are medicated out this bitch trying to survive, right? But I I think that if we really like listen to everything, just think about everything we just talked about, bro. Mm-hmm. Only thing we're talking about is proving my point that beats matter. Yeah. I know it's not the only thing, but it is something. If I dropped a whole album like Crimson Road, not the same topic, but just acapella. Mm-hmm. You gonna listen to it, and you might say, "Yo, these bars are fire, nigga." You said some shit. I love that shit. And then you probably won't listen to it again mm-hmm. <laughs> because they ain't got no beats on it. That's an extreme example. But yeah. let's say I dropped the album, and the beats were like bad, and you was just like, Ugh. "The songs are dope, but like the beats are just shitty. Like I hate the beats. They're real generic, or they're just terrible, or like boom, boom, bat beats." Right, you ain't gonna bang it as hard as you would, but there's a duality between a banging beat and a dope song too. Mm-hmm. Example DNA. I'm he's saying something, he's killing it, but the beat also is fire too. Even the beat switch at the end, which I don't particularly super like, is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Get rich or uh, rich kid, mad city or good kid, mad city. It starts off with. Like when you go to like the freestyle where he was in the car and all that shit, yeah. like yeah. that beat and just him freestyling, mm-hmm. it just works. It just all works together. So I'm just saying, bro, like think so, about Tupac, all the people that made banging albums, they always have good beats. So how did Nas Mr. Mark career? Well, I guess so. Have a career with choosing such bad beats. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. I still think. If you choose like bad beats or not so great beats, I think it sounds better when you're um when you follow the the formula, which is like 10, 12 songs. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think I think maybe it's is is bad beats with, with just too long of albums, too many yeah. songs, you know. So you get kind of tired of it. But how did Nas like go on so long and have a career, in your opinion, with having bad beat selection? So I think that Illmatic bought him the lead way of a lifetime. Because when you drop Illmatic at such a young age, you are a prodigy. You are a pioneer. Yeah. You changed everything. So that gives you 15 years of just, you can just come out with whatever. Somebody going to listen to it because it's your name on it. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying that's what he did because it was written was fire, but it wasn't received as well as Illmatic. And it's like that sophomore slump. That's where that came from in hip hop was because of Nas. The sophomore slump where everybody's second album is just not as good because you take your whole life right in your first album that mm-hmm. hits. It's your whole life story in it. And when it hits, if it's great, it's going to be great forever. Mm-hmm. But that second album, things change. Your whole life changed. You are an entity. You are a brand. And when you walk right. down the street, you are Nas. The story right. is never going to be the same. So you do either something dramatic, like Kendrick Lamar, and drop a P-Funk album. <laughs> or you do what Nas did and just try to continue on, but try to switch up and be more mature with your subject matter. And that's exactly what happened when it was written. And it didn't. it just didn't hit right. So I think that when you drop a classic, you can have longevity such as Nas. So when you do drop another classic like Stillmatic, everyone just sit back and hold their chest because the beats are banging. You are motivated. You got everything focused. So, in. so what's the? I don't know if you can answer this or not. Maybe you can because you're you're a rapper. But mm-hmm. what happened between? Let's say it was written. Mm-hmm. And still mad at because I know you got the I am Am album, the Nostradamus album. Then two years later, he that's when he dropped Still Matic, the classic. Mm-hmm. So what happened between I guess his first album, Still Matic, I mean Illmatic, till Still Matic, to where it took him that long to get his the correct beat selection, to get his lyrics, his stories together, you know? I w- this this morning when I was going to go get my hair cut, you know what I mean? Shout out to Waylon for the motherfucking touch yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Always yeah. Waylon got that motherfucking art on him. Um, I was listening to New York State of Mind. Yeah. And that song, you can tell he was just like outside writing this or writing it with his city in mind because of what he saw. Mm -hmm. Once once Illmatic came out and it was considered by everybody, nigga, remember that shit got five mics in the Source Awards. Yeah. Or in the source. He got five yeah. mics, nigga. Like he was considered the prodigy of hip hop. He was the reincarnation of Rakim. He was the one. He was the one, bro. That and the money changed Nas. He stopped living in Queensbridge like that. He gotcha. moved, nigga. He gotcha. everything was washed out. He became a totally different person. Mm-hmm. He 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 gave everything on that first album. And the main point is this. If you listen to New York State of Mind, there is a point in there that I call the I'm nice syndrome. Okay. I have it. Nas has it. What is that? The I'm nice syndrome is you will have a song about something. And then you like, I need to show these niggas I can kill you on the track. So I'm going to spit five or six bars that has nothing to do with this song topic. And I'm going to just have bars after bars after bar. And then I'm going to get back on track. Yeah. Okay. Because he says it. He says it. He stops it. And you listen to the song. He said, so he comes in and saying, so what you saying? And then he goes back to his story about New York. But for like six bars, he was just killing niggas. Like he was battle rapping a nigga. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is the syndrome of I'm nice because, yes, I want to tell you a song. Yes, I want to be conceptual. But I also want to show you I'm the nicest. He did that on Illmatic. And he lost it until Jay-Z said something. Gotcha. He never proved that point again because it was already proven that Nas was the king of New York. He was the nicest nigga. And think about Illmatic when that came out and then everyone that came out after that. Biggie, whole dropped like three albums. Mob Deep dropped the classic. Mob Deep dropped almost another classic. Like CNN, Nori going crazy. Like yeah. you had niggas that could rap, dog. Like niggas was rapping because of him. Mm-hmm. And continue it on, continue making hit songs and rapping. You had Mace come out. You had Tupac busting niggas' heads open. Even though Tupac was out before Nas, obviously, but like just Tupac continuing on and all of these great albums. And I don't think he felt challenged by none of them. Imagine you, bro, listening to like somebody's album after you dropped the album and being like, niggas, they still can't touch my old shit. Mm-hmm. 
it don't motivate you. What are you doing it for? His mom got sick. He was drinking heavy, partying, wilding out, shooting guns at niggas in Queensbridge, beefing with this nigga, beefing with them, hating this motherfucker, having problems with niggas. And that's the reason why that Jay-Z shit happened with him and Nas and baby mom and all that psycho ass shit. He wasn't motivated to spit until that point. Nas is so good that he's not motivated by just rapping. He has to have a focus. Got and you. that's why. Same as Eminem. Same as Eminem. But Same I got as M. So, so I, I feel you on the answer. I feel you on the answer. But I want to go back and take back what I said. Because uh, I said, what happened between this album and that album? The only miss, I think, between that time was Nostradamus. Yeah, so that's right. That I'm looking at it. Nothing really happened. Like well, it was written to me. You say sophomore slump. I feel you. Yeah, I, yeah. It was written was great. And he branched off like on his second album for him to have branched off so much. I think it was though he did a song with Jay-Z. I'm uh, not Jay-Z. I'm sorry. Well, um, Dr. Dre, the Nas mm-hmm. is coming. Great track. One of my favorite songs. Yeah, they did the firm, that album, the firm. And Remember then that, that I am album, the I am mm-hmm. album. I think it's great. I'm looking at the list right now, bro. Hate me now is an absolute classic. Yeah. Undying love. The last song on the album was one of my favorite Nas joints. Yeah, got song on there with Aaliyah. Like this is a dope ass album. The only miss was Nostradamus, and then he came to Stillmatic. So that's but why, see, do, why look, do we think? Why do we think that's like a big gap I, between Illmatic? Because if you put Illmatic up, and then you list all those other albums, they're great in terms of other they're just great albums but it's like how we see lebron okay you win the championship they don't give a fuck about that championship as soon as they win it bro Mm -hmm. it's on to the next one yeah (laughs) i expect lebron james to win the championship you know why because he was there eight years straight Mm -hmm. at the championship though like not in the playoffs, nigga. At the at the at the finals, he was in the finals for eight years straight. Yeah. No, must that? And that's what I'm. That is what you read. You are measured by your greatest success when your greatest success is better than everyone else's. But why do we have to compare those two or three albums to his greatest success? Because that's human nature. That's just how we are. When you drop something that everyone plays for three years straight, yeah. when you come up with your next shit and it ain't hitting as hard. It ain't good enough. Yeah. Boom, your next joint. It ain't Illmatic. Boom, your next joint. It ain't Illmatic. Hove said what he says. You come up with Stillmatic. Even the name lets you know, like, nigga, I'm coming to fuck y'all up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like the name, nigga, says it. Ether, all them shits on that album. Right. That album is fucking fire. It's it's not as good as Illmatic, but it's the fact that you make that after it's not as good as Illmatic, but it's the fact of you getting pressured. And challenge for you to make that album. I don't think Stillmatic is great. What about the storytelling? I think the storytelling is like what for what, man? Like, oh, that's what that's the reason why Nas. Another reason why Nas, and that goes back to Rule One. Nas is always going to be the one of the best storytellers in hip hop. But you don't think he'll always last? Illmatic was better than Illmatic Mm -mm. because I feel like Illmatic gave me something that would never be captured again. And that is how the streets were in the early nineties of New York, because it's not like that no more. Right. And it'll never be like that again. Mm -hmm. So like he literally made an album for like a decade, like for that decade of New York before Mm -hmm. Rudy Giuliani got in and started fucking shit up. He made an album for that decade. (laughs) Like he made the album for like the nineties. Like he literally did, and, and and it was multiple versions of it. Thank God, but like he was one of the ones that did that. Nobody else did that, really. I don't know, man. Maybe we need to do a versus on Illmatic and Stillmatic, man. I want to get my, my thoughts together beautiful. on Illmatic. Let's That'd do that. Be put that on the list. Yeah, and we, I think um, we can come out with a good another reason how to make a classic. Like another reason, like another thing why you know what I'm saying. But like Illmatic is like to me a group project. And what I mean by that is like Queens. It's like a New York project. It's like a New York project. Like everybody in New York was on that album. That's how I feel like. Like the hood niggas on like represent was like one of my favorite songs. Cause you can hear everybody in that bitch in the studio. He brought all his hooligans in the studio to record. Like that's so much love, bro. That's you're so connected to the city. And everyone knows that Nas got popular because he used to go on the street corners and just rap against everybody. Yeah. 
that's how it was. Like niggas ain't do nothing weird on the internet. It was like you had to be talented enough to be able to rap in front of your niggas on the street. Mm-hmm. And there was gonna be somebody that was better than you and better than him and better than him. But if you could say something that was ill, that made you ill. And niggas be like, who that? Like, that's Nas, nigga. That's what he did. And he got picked up early. So but the right. main thing about that is that if you listen to them beats on Hillmatic and then listen to the beats on it's written, it was written. It's just hits. It's it's yeah. sonically different because the producers that was on that shit are the top top tier at the time. Right. They had the big boys. You know what I'm saying? Also, one more quick thing. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre. Um, Dr. Dre is like every other producer where like they get their name on stuff because it's Dr. Dre, but they don't produce every element of the beat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when Dr. Dre makes songs with niggas from up north. Why is that? It never comes out the way I want it to come out. It never comes out great to me personally. Personal Give me an piece. example. Give me an example if you can. Think of something. The album he did with Busta Rhymes. The Big Bang, nigga, that was great. That was a dope it album, out. bro. Oh, <laughs> you tripping, bro. The it Big Bang out. was a great album, bro. Yo, I had it every really album. I, I, no, I man. Album. You're tripping, man. That was look, perfect. Look, was listen, n- look, look, I understand that. I disagree. And I get your point. That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> But when you listen to like ELE, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, you're trying to compare it. But that's, that, was, that was Buster then. Look, that was Buster saying, then. You know Buster, Buster sounds way Nas better on those beats but than he did on Drake beats, though. But I think I that. I got I to see now. I got my, too much. My nigga, see, I know, man. See, look, this is my uh, thing. You know how they say the Mason Dixon line? <laughs> Drake got a line. <laughs> if no. you were, I would say, where Detroit at? Detroit over there, right? Michigan. So. Mm-hmm. I would say if you like past West Virginia, that's where the line starts. Oh everyone God, that's know, man. <laughs> everyone that's west that, of West Virginia. Give me another one. Give me it. another one, man. Give me another one besides that album. I just don't like the songs he did with Nas. I hate the song he did with Jay Z. Nas is coming. Nas is coming is a great the track, beats, man. Like You're he just tripping, bro. It don't sound right. It just great. doesn't what? sound right to me. I know controversial take, but they don't sound good on his beats. It's Listen, not his beats. It's, it's them. Mm-hmm. No, no, because what he did when he did Kingdom Come for Jay Z, they were like real mature beats, man. They were mature beats that were perfect for Jay Z. Jay Z's voice at that time, yeah, yeah. That was that was a great album. Well, you know how I feel about Kingdom Come. Though. Of course, you think it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, a classic yeah. album, and you think it's just one of his only classic albums, right? No, 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 no. Jay Z has <laughs> multiple classic albums. You don't I, think I that. that. That was that album where he's crying out for help. A lot of people don't really, I guess, didn't really listen to it the way I did or hear it the way I did. But a lot of people didn't like that album. And I'm like, yo, this album was kind of dope. I don't know why I didn't like it, you know, but you I, know, whatever. I, I, I think it was the time, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. The fact that he retired, because like the black album, which is another point, like, come on, man. Like the black album, like, come on. How can you, how, how, how can he get these beats? <laughs> Like, where right. is Nas? Get, do you remember that song, Black Republican? Great song. Yes, absolutely. I need two of those per Nas album. And he has <laughs> every album is a classic. You dig? Like, yeah, I feel- like, no, man. Like, it's just different. Like, and I know that Hove picked that beat. <laughs> Even yeah. though it's a Nas song, I feel like Hove made that beat or something. Like, he just was like, yo, we should rap off of that. Because when you look at when they made the black album and he went to uh Knife Wonder, do you remember that part in the, the documentary, the black uh the the uh, black album documentary? Mm-hmm. Which part? If you ever seen it, he went to Knife Wonder, and the way that uh Hove picked beats is the way I pick beats. And I learned it from him. He listened to the first like 15 seconds, and he'd be like, next, next, next. And you just he did it, and Knife Wonder was like. Like scared, like Knife Wonder was scared, dog. Like, oh my god, do I not have something for this nigga? Like, right, right, right. I, can't, I can't not not have something for Hove. Like, and he heard that beat. And he was like, hold up, go back to that. He's like, okay, here we go. Boom, that's it. Mm-hmm. 
it's you should instantly be able to have a hook for it. You should instantly be able to start rapping bars for it. It's something yeah. that just happens. Okay. It's just something that happens. You shouldn't have to force it. It's I know that this is fire. And that comes from experience. And that comes from listening to hundreds and making beats too. If you right. make beats and listen to hundreds of beats, you know it. That's what I mean. Like the black album, every beat on there is crack. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's what Dr. Dre said too. Dr. Dre said, if you can't hear a hit within nine seconds, then it's not a hit. It's, not, you it's don't pick over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't. And it's just what it is. It's so competitive out here. You know, you dealing with legacy and all types of crazy ass shit, all this pressure. It's not just making music. I'm sorry, man. It's just not. Yeah. It's it's a lot deeper than that. And it's not something that, and certainly hip hop, we get a bad name because we don't use a lot of instruments, a lot of that sort of sampled out and all that goofy ass shit. And a lot of the people that are popular are garbage right now. You know what I'm talking about? Like the NBA young boys and all these niggas, they have no lyrical, no lyrical content at all. It's mm-hmm. the same shit every song. But their beats help get them some type of way over the hump. So beats matter, man. It just yeah. does. So let's let's um let's do this, man. We've been talking about it for a while. Rick Ross versus Nas, the beat selection. I want to take what your uh the suggestion that your wife gave. So let's pick one album from each artist and pick our favorite songs and our least favorite. I would like to do Stillmatic and um Illmatic. No, I would like to do Stillmatic. Oh, just still mad and just talk mm-hmm. about our least favorite song. That's easy for yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. Nice. Let's do still mad and then let's on Ross. Let's do which one you want on Ross. I, I, it has to be between Deep in a Rap and uh, Teflon Don. It has to be between one of them two. I gotta listen to both. Because this you, shit here. As of right now, can you pick a favorite and a least favorite on one of those albums? No, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't remember this album that much. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, because Teflon Don got it starts with "I'm Not a Star," and that was like mm-hmm. my favorite song when that shit came out. And then Freemasons yeah. with Jay Z, Tears of Joy with CeeLo, yeah, Maybach yeah. Music Three with Jada Kiss and Ti, Live Fast and Die Young. Do you remember they came out with a slow version and a fast version? No. This song was a slow and there's a fast version. They rec- they recorded it three different ways, actually. Mm-hmm. This is the regular version. There's a slow version where the beat is slow. And then there's a super fast version where they're both spitting fast. But they just spit the same verse three ways. Yeah. Because it's live fast, die young. So they wanted to have multiple version test them out. But this is the regular version. That's what I'm saying. But then the album starts getting crying crazy when you get like, Super high, and I like Great that song, song but Great you know. song, man. okay. All right, all right, hold up now. Go to Stillmatic, hold on, hold no, on. What? Go I'm, yeah, let's can we do Teflon Don versus uh Stillmatic because Teflon Don got like 19 what? hits. On it. No, I love Teflon, ask no, yo, Aston Martin music, no, nigga. no, 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 it's Stillmatic versus Illmatic. We can't, no, do oh, I, oh, 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 you just trying to do artists and artists, not artists versus. I was talking about the beats, man. Not like the oh, actual, okay. Not the well, I mean, right. I, I don't want to. I don't want it to go. I don't want to do like a versus, like we're doing a versus on. Okay, okay, okay. These okay, other okay, albums, okay, I don't want to put okay, them okay. two together. I don't think. Okay, like, okay. So we could do. Yeah, let's do Teflon Don versus uh, Deeper Than Rap. That's easy. Okay. Wait, is it? Deeper I don't than have to be. It Cholo? don't have to be artists. It don't have to be artists versus artists. But I just, yeah, I like God forgive. I don't. That album was alright, but it wasn't like as big as like. I mean, so look, let's pick, let's, let's stick with the, um, let's stick with the, um, long too. our favorite song and our least favorite song off the albums. Then. And look, look, ho, uh, look, Wayne, Teflon Don is, uh, Teflon Don, 12 songs. Yep. They follow the remedy. And look, Deeper Than Rap is 14 songs. Mm-hmm. So it's right there. Let me see if anything. I don't think Deeper Rap is as good as Teflon Don. Yeah, Teflon Don was just like a quick hitter. And it was just like... Just hit at the hit. Yeah, like (laughs) quality over quantity, man. Yes. yes. So let's do that. Stillmatic. What's your favorite? uh, Jump to Stillmatic real quick. Okay. So let's do it. Your your favorite song off of Stillmatic. Let's do that. I got to look at the thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. My favorite... Oh, like, so we doing this as another episode? Okay. No, 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 no. We're just going to do this like to end out the episode. We oh. start doing that with the verses. Yeah, yeah, that was a dope idea. So let's let's end the the uh, B selection. You know, Nas versus Rick Ross with uh, with that. Our, our favorite song and least favorite song on both albums. 
Mm. I gotta listen to him. I think Ever Ghetto might be one. What? What's wrong? Nothing. What you know the songs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I thought you could think of something like off the top of your head. You say you got to listen to them. Well, that might be it. <laughs> I think I might have mine already. All right. Oh my god, that's it. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Let's so, do it. So, off of Stillmatic, my favorite song is "You're the Man." Wow. Okay. 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 Yo, bro, I listen to that song and I cry a lot of times. I listen to that song. The mm-hmm. beat is so banging. <laughs> My God, that beat is banging. Mm-hmm. And it just, just it just reminds me of like talking to like my dad when I was young. Oh wow. Okay. And my least favorite song is My Country. <laughs> oh, what? I don't like Millennium Thug. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I never knew who that he was. He was a rapper, something. But man, right. I didn't like my country. So um, now hear me out, right? So hear me out because okay. these because these are my favorite and least favorite. It doesn't mean that they're like the best or worst songs on the album. It's just some shit that clicked and connected with me. So my favorite song off of this album, not it's not the best song on the album. Go my ahead, favorite man. Song on this album is smoking. I tell hmm. me what y'all smoking? What kind of heat y'all hold? That's your that, favorite song. It is. It is, and it's the simplest song. It's the simplest song on the whole album. It really is. But I, I don't know why. It's just like because Nas, it's like I said, Nas can just do so much, and he chose that beat, and it was like it was real bass heavy, and oh, he's like, oh my god, when he's like, um, put your right fist over his hands in the air. God, what does he say? I shall say true, say real, say holding figures. Never put a bitch over my niggas. I shall never cooperate with the law. If they snake me, I always hold them down in war. So, oh my God, if they take one of mine, I take one of theirs. I never break the oath to the death. I sw- oh my, I'm getting goosebumps, nigga. It was so good, man. I <laughs> love like that a, song, it was like, bro. It was like a, like an anthem, not an anthem, yeah. like, like a creed, like a mm-hmm. like something that you'll say before like you're going to war or some shit. I can understand that. Okay, I like I that. I like that song that's a lot, because I, I just didn't hear Nas on something like that. So Do you that remember like, the the song Rewind? Yeah, oh, hell yeah, that hell is yeah. shit that your mind. You, I don't know what he got going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was dope when I first heard. That I was like, yep. that's such a sick concept. Like, damn. Yeah. All right, so what's your least favorite? So my least favorite song is. And it's not the worst song on the album. It's just like the song that I like will kind of skip. Right. I understand. <laughs> uh, and it's and it's your demand, right? Really? It's not a bad song. Like, I think, hold on, hear me out. All so right. here the man. So you're the man. It's like I was younger. Mm-hmm. So maybe I didn't really it didn't connect. I'm sure if I listen to it now, it, it, it would have more of an impact on me. But right. it was like one of those songs that I would skip. I wanted to get to rewrite. You know what? Let me take that back. Oh, okay. Let me take it back. The least favorite song on here for me is One Mic. <laughs> now you're just trolling. Now no, you're just trying. Yes, you are. I'm I, one Mic is not a bad song. It's just Nigga, I'm on Apple Music and it has a star on it. I know. You know it what does, that means? <laughs> yes. It's one of the most popular songs on the album. Yeah. Of his category. Right. Right. Ever, nigga, of his I'm, listen, I'm not. See, I gave you I gave you that little. That, that was the Lose Christmas. Yourself. That was Nas' version of "Lose Yourself." No, 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 no. Let's stop. Only that shit. need let's, one mic. Let's stop that shit, bro. That wasn't his "Lose Yourself." His "Lose Yourself" was uh, "If I Rule the World." Talking about getting in music and the fact that music is the only thing you need, and the fact you can change the world with music. I That's know. What the song's about. I know that, <laughs> but it's. I just, I just. It was like the beat. It just like he started off slow and went fast. I'm like. It's just one of those songs that I skip. Yeah, it was, it it was, was on the radio. Yeah, I know, I know, brother. That does not. I, I'm saying it's not a bad song. It's just one of those songs where I was just like, eh, no thanks. I know you preface it like, look, this is not a bad song, but this mm-hmm. is not. But like two of my favorite songs on this album, you just hate. Not hate. I don't. You just I skip them. I you skip, skip them. them. Yes. Yeah. 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 How are you gonna skip one, mic? That was like such a beautiful I just, I just, song. I'm over it, man. I was just over it. Um, I can't even give you like a real answer, man. Like, it's not a bad song, but I'm like, 
It just wasn't. I don't, it Compared wasn't to me. my country, my country was great. My country was great. Let's hit a beat. He came not to hear right to <laughs> she, she was my enemy. Y'all love that song, boy. Man, you tripping, bro? Because hit compared to this. I can understand when the first come on. <laughs> Yo, this. Oh God, here we go with this shit. Anybody feeling melancholy? <laughs> Is anybody feeling down in the dumps yet? One nigga, one mic, one. It's a great song. Don't get me wrong. It's a great song. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't hate the song. I just skipped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I okay. Come on. I did after that was Second Childhood. Then destroyed. Then the Flyers with Az. We the Flyers. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to get to that. You know what I mean? I understand. I, that. Then come on, man. This, I, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. That was just that's I funny. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe it's your worst song. Or your yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Ah, uh, Wayne, you suck. I, <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, man. Hey, like I always say, man, um, send all your hate mail to uh, you feel me, uh, pod at gmail.com, and I'm never gonna read it. So let's go on to Ricky Rose, man. Let's go. You want to do Teflon Don? Yeah, okay. So I'll let you go first. Your, your favorite and your least favorite. Oh, god damn, no. This is hard because it's only like 13 tracks and it's all fire from the jump to the yeah, end. Like 11. It's just like 11. And the song I'm going to pick, I really don't want to pick. It better not be what I think it is, man, but I'm afraid it will be. I just, because it's, because it, it, and it's literally not because it's a bad song. It's just because there is no other choices. So my mm-hmm. favorite song on this album is probably Maybach Music 3 because okay. I feel like T.I., Gave me something that I wanted that I like to hear from him. And that's the mm-hmm. fact that T.I., no matter what you niggas think, is a great lyricist. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and you motherfuckers obviously forgot. Yep. Y'all never knew, but he's on a song with Rick Ross on his Rick Ross type of beats. So Rick mm-hmm. Ross should be the best ever, right? On this type of beat. Yeah. And Jada Kiss, which I don't know if y'all remember, but around 2010, Jada Kiss was. Probably in his lyrical prime ish, in that right around it, right? Eh, yeah, I, wrong. I don't. I feel like Jadik is one of those people who was never out of a lyrical prime. Right, he's know? always said but, that he's top five dead of alive, and that's just off know. one LP. I mean, yeah. that's a dope line, so I kind of just gave it to him. So mm-hmm. like, Jadik is nasty, and this is his type of beat too, kind of. And Ti had the best verse. <laughs> Yeah, I love that did. song. The beat is fire. The song is fire. T.I. talking that jail talk. He just got out of jail, so he using no sophisticated words. It was just a masterpiece. <laughs> and I guess my least favorite song would be like number one. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. I mean, I that's and it's not great. It's not the best song, but like, because like I could I would say super high, but that shit is fire. Neo and this the beat and it's so it's beautiful riding music certainly Mm -hmm. like in a nice day where it's not too hot put your windows down it's just a perfect (laughs) song bro yeah that's why he's great at beat selection absolutely (sighs) absolutely but you go ahead man then we can talk about this album for a little bit because Jesus this is a so (laughs) so my my favorite song off this album will have to be um again it's one of those albums where nothing is bad i just yep. have to make a choice right gotta make a choice my favorite yeah. song of this album was freemason i used yeah. to love that song that song because jay-z actually like again he gave you some insight on his life like he he tells you like i hear what you're saying and i'm gonna speak on it, even though i don't have to like i hear y'all keep on saying that i'm a you know i'm a mason that i'm a um i'm part of the illuminati and shit like that he's hearing you and he's like no fuck y'all man yeah, as soon as you get rich, you turn to the fucking devil. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Freebasing was also a dope track on there. Um, now, my least favorite track. Okay. Again, not a bad song. If you, I, I agree with you on number one. I usually yeah. listen to that a whole lot. But my least favorite uh, song on this track, on this album, not a bad song. Everybody loves it. But it's Aston Martin music. I can understand that word. Okay, I just didn't like that whole little. Tra- Woulda came back. Yep. 
<laughs> Rick had to get the money. And now respect yeah. Rick. Get the money, Rick. Fuck that. Yeah. Get that money, Rick. Because, yo, you listen. I watched the uh, my uh, barbershop. Waylon, he be playing like music videos on YouTube. And that song just always comes up. It got, you know, hundreds of millions of views. I mean, it's Young Drake. And it's just like, if you look at this version of Drake, you can tell he was broke. Damn. Okay. He had a long chain on. He had a, some basic ass white t shirt. Yeah, yeah. He looked like shit. Yeah. He looked yeah. like shit, nigga. He looked like shit. Now you look at him now, even though he, he don't wear like, like, yeah, he looks like money. Like he has mm-hmm. the same basic shirt on, but you could tell that's like a fucking like Dior shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And that shirt, that T costs $700. Like he just looks like a different level of class, but he's still corny as fuck. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck you got going That's on true. over here. Why didn't think he got cornrows? He's killing me. But you know, he's you Drake. Yeah, you gotta reinvent yourself. What's good? Listen, we hate social media. Instagram keep changing the algorithm daily. TikTok steals your information. And Twitter is where all the mad people in the world go. Listen, we want to disconnect, but not disconnect from our fans. So we can do that by each one of y'all joining our email list. And we won't spam you or sell any information or any of that shit. Just click the link in the description and join the gang. And we'll send you an email when we have a new episode or when we go live. Peace and love from YFM. You feel me?